The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horus Heresy podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here today with Stephen and Austin. Ah, yeah, we Austin. got it. Hey, finally, really, it was the it was the panicked look in his eyes <laughs> that not pointing. That was a way better cue than panic. pointing. It was ever more was. like, "Am I gonna point? Am I not gonna point?" I was panicking. I didn't <laughs> want to get pointed at. I was also panicking a little bit. Yeah, I grew up with two brothers. Pointing is very it's it panics me. I don't like it. it makes me nervous. I'm sorry. I'll be sure not to do that anymore in the future. I want to say it's offensive, but I was triggered. I had sudden memories of who broke the lamp. <laughs> Steven did. No, it wasn't me. I got blamed Obviously. for it, though. <laughs> I don't know whoever got pointed at broke the lamp. Anyway, this week, Plastic Spartan. Woo! What Get a time excited. to be alive. We got a Plastic Spartan before we got a Plastic Deimos. How about that? That's true. <laughs> every, Truly, the world just mocks you. Every time that a new box set came out, a new big announcement it was oh maybe maybe this is a good lead up to plastic legion vehicles maybe we're gonna get a plastic demos rhino finally forge world heard us and said nah not even that got something better for you though but when the sisters of battle came out yeah. everyone was oh, like yeah. man that's gonna be a plastic demos and it's gonna be super easy to what the hell <laughs> yeah i mean it's great for word bearers it is got those super cool uh stacks on the sides mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah but but now a vehicle for the whole family yep and then some. Yep. Your extended family as well. Uh-huh. And their families and their dogs and their dogs' families. Mm. Bulky models included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently also known as the Land Raider Spartan, which I don't know how to feel about. That's the I mean, way that's now. That's been you know. a thing for quite a while. Has it? Yeah. I did not realize that. Yep. Yep. Land Raider Spartan. You know it. You love it. It's uh, it's the big boy of tanks. It's the, the Primarch Party Posse Bus. Yep. The big land raider, as yep. people sometimes refer to it. Now holding 26. Yeah. 26 legionnaires or 13 terminators. All right. So call me crazy, but it actually looks like it's going to be smaller than the resin one. It looks shorter, judging from the picture on Warcom. Uh, it's really hard to say. I it's hard to say. And that the that, uh, driver might be throwing you off, too. If he's been embiggened. The flank just looks a lot, it looks very, very similar to the Phobos, which I guess if they're going to call it the Land Raider Spartan, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I've only held an actual Spartan once or twice in my hands for all the time, all the time that I've spent playing this game. I turn that volume down there. there go. Anyway, go ahead. But that just... thing is, that that's long. It's the anaconda of tanks. Yeah, it's a big boy. It's like a dachshund. Pulling up the video treads. right now. It shows um, side by side with some models here in oh, a great. second. So you can probably yeah. get a little mm -hmm. verification. Mm, look at yeah. them. And can we look at them? Yeah. Can we also yeah. talk about how you can you can put 10 las cannons on it? That's a yeah. lot of las cannons. 10 las cannons. That's a lot of las cannons. God, yeah, that's so much anti-tank. Yeah. And I mean that's what you could do with the uh well not 10, but you could do triple las cannon on the Land Raider Proteus. Uh, you could. But with a Land Raider Proteus, I'm wondering if you could do the same thing with a Phobos now. Can you put a quad Laskin on a Phobos? No, you had, no. had twin-linked, um, regular twin-linked Laskins, but you yeah. could replace the pentel-mounted heavy bolter with a uh, with a hull-mounted Laskin. Yeah. You have, you have I, three Laskins. Three Laskins, at least in the current edition, wasn't going to guarantee you the kill. Mm-hmm. This Ten thing definitely though, will though, because yeah. you can replace. So you've got the two quads, and then you can replace the whole mounted heavy bolter with another twin linked las cannon, mm -hmm. and that's just kind of your anti tank for a, a small Not medium game. Lie. Yeah, seems pretty rude. And yeah, the only thing is, is that that's ten las cannons at one target. You can't split fire. You can't, but also. I mean, it's, not, ten. It's, not, it's not it's ten. not ten individual yeah. shots, right? right? It's going to be two quads, two quads, which and is going to be twin linked. Uh, will be so you get three, four for the whole three, three five shots. If yeah, you have, five, five shots. It'll be five shots with the last cannon. I think rerolling most of those, all of those, making assumptions. Yeah, making assumptions, uh, and that will, I think, reliably kill most things that 
anything Arca that does Spartan. anything that doesn't die is definitely going to be shaken. Yeah, yeah, and I like that because it looks like from the pictures this is going to be in some sort of starter kit, or at least whatever Grandmaster box equivalent is coming out. Boy, I hope not. I don't want to help Jared with his lawn. I've seen it. <laughs> right. I flew too close to the sun on that one. Yeah, you did. But because uh, I, I think we've all seen the rumors. It's like, oh, it's going to be a bunch of infantry and a plastic Spartan and all this, that, and the other thing. And I really like this as a starter tank because, like, there's going to be some Terminators. You can throw mm-hmm. the Terminators in there. You know, you buy your Primarch because you're excited to start your new Legion for the new edition. You mm-hmm. throw him in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then you got some tacticals to round out the troop choices, and this thing is your anti-tank. Just, yeah. Just that thing. Don't need another Anti-most one. Anti-most things, really. Yeah, don't need another one in 1500. Yeah. Those are, also- uh, Who cares if your Terminators have two wounds now? Suck eight LAS cannons. Right? Fuck Instant that guy. death. Yeah. Speaking of this, we're, we're looking at a screenshot from the video where it shows the Terminators and the uh, Mark VI, and everybody just par- crowded around the Spartan. The Mark VI doesn't look as tall and stupid high as everyone was scared about. Oh, yeah, dang. He's no, a, that Mark VI like half is, the height of the Spartan. Yeah, that Mark VI, the tallest one that I see is the guy who's you know striding up in the middle, and he's you know walking, and he's in a definitely heightened stance, but if you look at the guy right behind him who's in the standard Space Marine, yeah, you know, crouch, combat crouch. He's yeah. barely standing next to height of the Cataphracty Terminator, which looks like the old kit. So looks like he's about the same size. Wait, wait, wait. did the old cataphractic terminator kit come with chain fists? Yeah. All right. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, these, these guys as seemingly the sane half of the internet was saying <laughs> were scaled towards the chaos Marines, the new chaos Marines, which are bigger than, you know, our mark threes and fours, but yeah. not egregiously. So and they're still like, smaller than, they're still smaller than primaries. Yeah. They're too. smaller than primaries. I, I wouldn't mix them in squads. But I, would. I wouldn't feel bad about having a squad of like those chaos Marines mm. and a squad of my Mark three and four running around on the same army doing things. I don't know. Worse comes to worse. You can always put like a little uh, green stuff around the torso if necessary. Uh, well, I don't know if these guys are snap fit or not. Classic GW, put them on a rock. Exactly. Get yep. your Mark three. You can just get a thin, a thin tactical rock. Mm-hmm. Yep. A couple, like a millimeter thick. And then Tat- suddenly he- Tactical slate. Then you're just, yeah, exactly. Go then rip just, the bark off all the trees outside. <laughs> <laughs> then he's running right alongside head height with the rest of his squad. But yeah, that tank is huge mm-hmm. compared to them, which Land Raiders and Rhinos have always been kind of small mm-hmm. given the scale of the game, you know? Um, 28 millimeter scale has never been perfect for Games Workshop, uh, such as life. But that Spartan is just gigantic. Yeah, it really is. But it, also, which might be why, I mean, so I said it looks a little shorter than it originally did. It actually looks really similar in my mind to a Land Raider uh, Proteus. It's just big, blocky. Mm-hmm. It's got bigger LAS cannons, but that height is just insane. Yeah, you could you could stand two of these Newmark 6s on top of each other, and I'm not entirely sure they would clear the Land Raider. It's a, it's a big and hefty kit mm-hmm. and I love it. It's probably going to be like 110 bucks on its own. They'll have a hefty price tag too, but Hey, we get some new, still uh, cheaper than a resin one. That's for sure. Cause I think they're around like what? 200 now or something no stupid. Uh, so I found one at a local, uh, game store and asked the guy how much he wanted for it. And he said 150, uh, but he looked on eBay to figure out like what the going price for them mm. was three hundred plus. Really? There was one. got rid of the. Uh, four- there was one that was. There was one listing that was seven hundred dollars. Holy shit! And if you happen to be listening, and you've listed a Spartan for seven hundred dollars on eBay, I'm not telling you not to. <laughs> but like, why? Stephen thinks you're kind of a bad person. I. Eh. You, I mean, try eBay, right? Look, you can you can set whatever price you want, and you can't force anyone to buy it. It's true. Trying to get that mom, man, that desperate mom. Timmy wants a Spartan. Bam, desperate girlfriend. Dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> I've cheated on him again. Got to bring home something good. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> mom, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, eBay seller. I see you now. Mm. You you have Austin to thank. Yes, yeah, right. Christ. He's just punishing people for their sins. That's or she could be a she. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? 
non non binary. But I really like the back of this Mark II and the Mark II in general. Can I pause to say to talk about yeah, this Mark II? Yeah, it's a Mark II. How fucking exciting is this? One, he, his back is really cool because he doesn't have a backpack, which is canonical because Marines traditionally are hardwired like their their suits are powered by their vehicle, mm-hmm. right? So they don't have the backpack. They're just supposed to have something that kind of plugs them into the engine. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen it done like this. Like there's an actual like clamp with wires coming out of his back that runs down into the hatch, which is amazing. Yeah. The parts that the parts that are produced now just kind of have a tiny little bit of detail on the back to suggest that like mm-hmm. there's a cable there. Yeah. It's like just enough that you don't accidentally try and put ugly. a backpack on it. Yeah. They don't look great. It, yeah, they're not fan. This though, this is amazing. Yeah, what I would like to know about this uh, this Mark II dude here, who is just living his best life with his big old iPad, uh-huh. um, is where is his waist connected? Because like, obviously, you don't have to build the guy sitting up in the hatch. That's a free true scale Mark II dude right there. Well, traditionally, traditionally, a Marine like tank crew is either kind of shoulders and head. Onto the thing that sits in the hatch, mm-hmm. or like here, you can see a oh, bit of his back legs. Of his legs yeah. And normally, it's the like the upper part of the legs, and then a waist joint, and that sits in. And then you have like the top half of a marine that you build separately and put on. So if that's what that is, then yeah, you got a free half of a true scaled Mark II. I do say, I do have to say, what's kind of hilarious to me about him is that this in this same shot, you can get an idea of the width of the opening that that dude fits through. And he's only coming in through the There's no he's, way he's going to get back in the tank. His shoulders are wider than the opening of the tank. He just goes sideways, <laughs> and just straight down. He's too big. Nope, I think he just... I think he's just halfway on top. He's like, all right, let's go. Takes his shoulder pads off and goes in. It's it's like... Uh, he, goes, <laughs> he goes hull down in the cupola. Yep. Just, I think just the spins server, the hatch around and uses it as a shield. I think the servitor just reaches up behind and just slaps the uh, power pack on. It's like, all right, good to go. Yeah. Um, but I really like this, not least because plastic Mark II yeah. and, and hopefully a sign of things to come. It's got a headlight now, too. Yeah. And I, I just love that because Mark II would be the natural or next searchlight, step, excuse me. Right? We've got plastic three and four. Mm-hmm. They're not the right size, presumably, but you know, they work. Yeah. And now you can just plastic sixes, do the whole range of six and give me like Mark two tactical Marines and like maybe a heavy weapon upgrade sprue. There's an interesting detail. Another interesting detail on that, uh, that Marine there Mm -hmm. is, uh, this is a really obscure armor fact for you, but Mark two armor is the only power armor Mark where you can't turn your head. Mm -hmm. You're just looking straight ahead and uh, they've got a little bit of bracing on the back of his neck. Yeah. That kind of makes it look like that's likely. Like he can't turn your head. Yeah, that guy can't turn his head. He's just looking around like inside old, the helmet. Like they, may have ret- they may have retconned that. Because that, that used to be true of two and three. And I know they retconned it for three. I don't know if they've- It's hard to say. I can't They've changed their look, mind about if Mark II can look sideways or not. But I think so. I I enjoy I appreciate the detail either way. I do. I do like it. I mean, at the very least, it's a callback to when that was- the way it is. Yeah. When that was the way. Yeah. When it was the way. I have spoken. Ugh. It's just a really pretty kit. I sure hope those treads are molded onto one piece because I still don't want to put treads on. No, I, I would guess it's like the Lehman Russ now where it's just one big piece across every main arc. Mm-hmm. And then like that where it kind of curves. Mm-hmm. You get like two or three gonna be pieces. one or two, either a Segments. one, two piece or two one pieces. They kind of attach it all together yeah mm. looking forward to getting some land raider doors for that thing making a word bearer spartan i yep, really wish has i the, really uh, wish they had an interior shot though that's my one complaint mm. because i'm not a i'm not the kind of guy that models his to- his doors to open so anything from inside a tank just becomes necromunda bits gotcha fair so i'm really excited to see what uh stuff is going on because like the the land raider kit has like a whole freaking engine block which is amazing for stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Like who? Who knows? Who knows, who knows what'll be in this? So this painted one shows us with the uh, Imperial Aquila on the side. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. assuming it's going to be like Adeptus Titanicus, where they'll have an Imperial. A. I think the article said that there's an Eye of Horus that oh, you can put on. That's right. Yeah, the that's other obviously an extra and, bit that goes on. And mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet there's going to be a blank one too. 
Probably, yeah. Sorry, yeah, you're not no, special I, anymore, Emperor's I would, children. I would guess well, it's not a it's not a Palantine Aquila. Yeah. So, I, so I will say, coming back to this, bolts. you know, they mentioned no. no. So here's the thing, and I didn't really know this until this week too, because I've always been trying to figure out what exactly constitutes a Palantine Aquila. Uh huh. Is this a Palantine Aquila? No, it is not. Okay, which well, it's, it's very it's very hard to really find anything on the internet that really suggests. Definitely, whether it is or not. I thought it was the lightning bolts that makes it the no, no. So apparently, uh, Andy Hoare on Instagram mentioned to somebody. Thanks, Andy Hoare. That the Palatine Aquila is the one where the wings are swept up. Oh. In like almost a circle. If you look at an emperor's oh, children. Oh, it's the emperor's sigil, not the imperial sigil. Correct. Uh, and the emperor's children were the ones who were able to use it in their iconography. Is it still double-headed? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, then. Although I point out that after they were declared excommunicate Tritoris, all of their honors and whatnots were stole were revoked. summarily revoked. <laughs> so presumably other people could start using the Palatine Aquila during the heresy, besides just them. It's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, most generally if you're playing Horus Heresy yeah. for the Emperor to then give it to other people. That's a good point too. If you're playing Horus Heresy, Emperor's children are probably uh, traitors, so at this point, whether or not they actually have the Palatine Aquila and others don't really doesn't matter. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. Yeah. Emperor's like, no, 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 no. Let, let, keep, let him have it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. But anyway. How dare you disrespect the traitorous emperor ch Emperor's children by... Interestingly enough, that shot, this video also gives us a few more shots of the... Um... Mark Six dudes with more of their bits on them, mm -hmm. like their uh, their pistol holsters and like pouches and stuff, and those some pretty cool little pistol bits. Uh, yeah, da, 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 and it makes da, me happy. Da, da, da. I mean, obviously we expect Fast now GW kits to come are. with a pile of extra stuff. Yeah, but it's just nice to nice to see them because honestly, I was a little worried we might not get as many pistols and all that because of all the ch bayonets you're having to give them. Yeah, it's a little blurry, but it kind of looks like maybe there's this dude right here, the son of Horus in the corner, has a pistol with the with the eye on it. Huh. Or maybe, oh, yeah. yeah, that guy right there. This guy here, yeah. Or maybe I don't the, think uh, that's the uh, eye. Like uh, looking at it again, I think it's just the way they're painting the. Because if you look at the the guy, like there's the extra blurry guy, and then another one. We say like the listeners can see all this. <laughs> I think that's just the way the leather trim is being painted. Maybe, yeah, because I see the other two guys. Yeah. You're right. Still though, yeah. just uh, just watch this video on a loop while you're listening to this. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Anyway, well, sorry for the. <laughs> we'll add it into the show notes when we're no, I when we're rewinding at every to point. every individual second. No, I got to go back and do that all we're that. We're pausing no. on. But yeah, Plastic Spartan. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Good news for people who want to buy uh, Kaistas Assault Rams. Eventually those will come in plastic, presumably. I do like that Pinto-mounted uh, combi, combi bolter. bolter I'm assuming. That's a heavy one. bolter. Heavy bolter on top? Big old drum mag, that's yeah. a heavy bolter. It's sexy is what it is. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. I love me some heavy bolters. And apparently I also have some heavy flamers for the twin link, which is nice because it didn't come with the uh, kits in the, uh, in the resin. I love yeah. bolters. It's not enough to make me ever want to play Imperial Fists, but I love a drum-fed bolter. Yeah. God. Almost looks like you got a transfer inside of there. A little bit. like a, In that like open a, hatch. Yeah. <laughs> a a hang-in-there poster. <laughs> enhance. Uh, yeah, Zoom that's, and that's, enhance. That's as, that's as much... Uh, uh. No, that looks like it's mold. Oh, God. No, I think that's just molded in there. Who knows? Not sure what it is, but... It's cool, whatever it is. Did some good weathering with the. Uh, Imagine being the, the psychopath that not only paints the inside of your tank, but weathers the inside of it. Stephen, that's why they're they work for Forge World, and we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, fair point. You got to go that extra. If look, look, if I was weathering the, if inside, weathering of my the inside of my tank is how I work for Games Workshop, I don't want to work for Games Workshop. There, I said it. <laughs> No, sir. Good enough for podcast work. You heard him, Andy Hoare. You called me instead. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm, exciting times. And got the little uh, smoke launcher, searchlight. Yeah, it's got all, all the niceties. All the it. Legion fixins. Your pickles, your tomatoes, your onions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope, um, I really hope that smoke launchers and searchlights in 
2.0 are um what's the word worth it worth usable it. useful mm, usable yeah. useful for anything but a rhino existing <laughs> everybody just go flat out pop smoke in your rhino that is literally the only time anyone <laughs> has popped smoke in heresy 1.0 is when they've had a rhino i've never even gone flat out with a rhino so you, you don't even own a rhino i've never seen you put a model in a rhino damn i think you're right <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yeah you got a million dread claws no rhino why why ride in a rhino when mm. you can fly? One of those and, heady times of Steven just flying around the map, just trying to burn shit with his dreadclaws. Yeah. Yeah. Except I was playing militia, so that actually worked. <laughs> yep. I'll just instant death this entire squad. For Marines, it's just a waste of time. For militia, it's it's tragic. It's fun. It's <laughs> it's fifty-three, the Emperor regrets to inform you notes. Yeah. I mean, assuming we ever writ- wrote them, which we do not. Assuming you're even literate. That too. Well. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what comes up this week, Thursday, and what they'll reveal, reveal next. Fingers crossed for Dreadnought. I would like to see a Dreadnought. I would also like them to just... Show the new tank. I was going to say, show show me a Demios Rhino. Mm-hmm. But in the classic, like, GW, look, so we've made this Demios Predator. And, you know, yeah. just put this other hatch on it. It's a Rhino. What do you want? Yeah. Hmm. That'd be convenient. I mean, it's a plastic kit. That's, SDC, that's which, essentially what they do with the yeah. Predators now. Like, Yeah, it's just the- That's true. It's just spawns and- You can a, buy a Rhino, but why would you? You just buy it. Does a, the Predator kit actually have that top hatch that makes you a two Rhino? Well- It's been a while since it, I bought it. It's a, been a while since I bought one, but unless they've redesigned the kit, yeah. Yeah, you buy the that's Predator. That's why they stop a whole Rhino kit. With a Predator sprue. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same thing. Like uh, with Tau, when they had whatever the Tau like, missile tank is, Yeah, they used to sell that separate from the railgun, the hammerhead. Ah, okay. But the missile tank, just because of the way the sprue was laid out, had a whole hammerhead in it and just an extra sprue for the missiles. And now GW just kind of does that for everybody. Gotcha. Where it's like, hey, we sell one tank and you can do whatever you want with it. Delightful. Kind of like what they did with the uh, the Knight Errant slash Paladin or whatever it's called. Yeah. The new, the old, the, the oldest knight where they rolled it into the. Uh, yeah. They, they justified taking kind. it from a $130 kit, $275 kit. It's fine. Yeah, it's got everything. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's just $45 for one more piece of sprue. It's fine. And it's amazing because I keep finding those sprues in used model bins and they are fantastic. Mm-hmm. 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 So think about all the spare predator turrets that'll be running around if they did that. Just sounds like a uh, terrain to me. Exactly. Yep. Siege defenses. So that'll end our new model watch for this week. Austin, you mentioned you wanted to talk about something. Going a little off the rails oh, for your exact historical words. nerd yeah, losing my fucking mind. Um, yeah, so and I've done this before, and you're still listening. So unless this is your first episode, <laughs> you've been fething warned already. Um, but so I was I was reading an article, and I'm, I'm going to give a shout out. Mm-hmm. I don't know this guy. If he turns out to be a monster, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's this guy, Brett Devereaux. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Um, but he runs, he has this blog called, uh, a collection of unmitigated pedantry. Uh, and the guy's a, a PhD military historian teaches it somewhere in North Carolina. Um, but he read, so he could, he could either be a super cool guy or a monster. Yeah. Together. He could no in between. He could be a douche. He could be a great guy. I don't know. Uh, his blog though is amazing. Uh, it's a blog, I think, or who knows. Um, but he does a bunch of articles where he's pretty much going, Hey, I'm taking all of this historical pop culture stuff, kind of game of Thrones, Lord <laughs> of the Rings, whatever. Um, and kind of explaining how it's similar and different to actual history. Right. <laughs> he does this with like total war games as well. Interesting. It's cool. But he did a thing, uh, this past Friday, <clears throat> uh, talking about the logistics of sci-fi warfare. And how, you know, a lot of science fiction just wildly is just wrong. It's like so <laughs> far off with like how things would, would work. theoretically work, how yeah. things historically work. Especially in terms of scale. Yeah, especially in terms of scale, right? Yeah. Uh, now that being so with a disclaimer, it is science fiction. But it is, but it's one of those things where he's like, you know, they they took Arrakis with like three hundred thousand sar- like troops. You can't take Ukraine with two hundred thousand, tr- three hundred thousand troops. You know what I mean? So like a whole planet, <laughs> like just the numbers don't add up, right? Mm. 
a lot of that sort of thing. I wish he hadn't used Dune as an example, since Arrakis effectively has like two population centers. It's a whole thing. And he actually kind of counter says that whole thing. Yeah. That is well in there. <laughs> um, or like the old, the old uh, rogue trader fluff, right? Mm. Where it's, you know, they've said a regiment is always 3000 Imperial guardsmen and planets are conquered by regiments of Imperial guardsmen, like a regiment. It's just, no. Maybe <laughs> if the planet doesn't have any people on it. Again, like, you can't take Richmond with 3,000 infantry. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought it was funny in one of the, some of the older fluffs, it's like um, a company of space marines, which is nominally, what, a thousand guys? A hundred guys. A hundred guys. guys. Uh, well, in the heresy. Um, but, I mean, it was all based on codex anyway. Anyway, so a company of space marines can, quote, cleanse a planet of life within... 24 hours or something yeah. within a certain uh, window. And it's like, man, you can't even sail across the ocean in 24 hours. Exterminatus is a hell of a drug. <laughs> this is true. The life eater viruses. Yeah. But then at that point, why bother with a company of Marines? Yeah. Right. It's it's true. One, one guy with a button can do that. Yeah. Um, but it did get me thinking about like 30 K and the heresy and whatever, like rogue traders, eighties, like origins, they actually do a really good job of it in like the current heresy era stuff. And even mm. the current 40 K stuff, like they do spend a lot of time being like, look, the guy with the gun is real important, but if he don't got no bullets, shit just don't work. Yeah. Uh, which is fascinating, right? Cause ostensibly like this is a universe where you sail through hell. Magic is real and beating someone over the head with a chainsaw is like, the best mode of warfare. <laughs> right? like, it's among the things that are best in life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we, we have these genetically designed superhumans to conquer the whole galaxy. How are they doing that? Well, we've given them a lot of really cool weaponry. That's awesome. Uh, what, what are they like? Well, <laughs> 6 million of them exclusively prefer to run up and stab you with something. <laughs> That's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. A cool. chainsaw. Cool. Cool. A cool. chainsaw. Yeah. Shaped like an axe. What? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any <laughs> any damn sense, which is an awesome part of the setting. But it's also cool that GW is now, like, talking about all of this other stuff, and it makes the whole universe more believable. Like, even when you don't know anything about, like, how militaries actually work or anything mm -hmm. like that, um, it's just real cool. Because, for example, so, like, modern, modern U.S. military, mm -hmm. right? It's complicated. Sure. For every guy shooting a gun, depending on what stats you want to like believe, it takes either eight and a half dudes doing other stuff mm -hmm. to make sure he can fire the bullets out of his gun or like 20 dudes. Yeah. That's a fuck ton of people. Yeah. I've heard of this as support yeah. as far as yeah. like the training and the administration of the training. The hell, things moving like bullets like from point A yeah, to point yeah, B. Yeah, the logistics. Yeah, the logistics guys and the guys that are filling out their healthcare forms and just like an insane amount of backup. It's professionally, it's called the tooth to tail ratio, right? Mm. Tooth being the guys at the sharp end doing all of the fighting, tail being everyone making sure they can do all of the fighting. Mm -hmm. um, and there's kind of been a trend that they're, the tail gets bigger and bigger as like society advances, right? Roman Legion, all tooth. All tooth. Yeah. All, all tooth, tooth all the all time. The time. <laughs> you got like five guys in the Legion that are like, oh, right. yeah, I'm also a blacksmith. Yeah. It's like, once we're done here, I got to go back on the farm. Yeah. All right. Can we well, clean these barbarians up faster? I got I got a stuff thing, to do. Right? Let you know, oven on. World War One comes around. It's like one to one, you know, guy firing shell, guy carrying shell to you. Mm -hmm. And now it's just insane. So if you like project that into the future, presumably it's only going to get worse and worse as time goes on. Right? Because- You'll need like the guy that makes the drones and the guy that trains the drone and the guy that programs the drone and mm -hmm. the guy um, who harvests and or mines the yeah, minerals to make the drone. A million fucking people required to make everything work. Yeah. And Games Workshop has been addressing that in really interesting ways. Um, not just with the Mechanicum, because obviously they do a little fighting on their own of their own now sure. in the fluff. But they always talk about like the administratum or the core logistica in 30K. I don't think – Especially in Gaunt's Ghost, there's a lot of talk about like the, the dudes. <laughs> there's a whole problem in a Gaunt's Ghost book 
I can spoil it, right? It's big sure. 20 Which Gaunt's ghost book is hey, it? Guns, Guns of Tanith. Oh, yeah. Sure. There's a whole friggin' like major subplot that goes, we all have Mark III LAS guns and you gave us Mark V power cells, so now we have no fucking ammunition. <laughs> And they're like, throw them, I guess. <laughs> Filing error. And they go, they go around like, all right, everybody. You know the half clip of leftover ammo you had from last time? Congratulations. That's what you're using this time. Yeah. It's, it's always amused me. There's a, the, my least favorite Black Library book, uh, Siege of Castellax, the, oh, the Iron Warriors book. Just rude. the absolute worst one. I enjoyed it. Um, the Iron Warriors have on the planet Castellax, they have their indentured um, Janissary force, basically a PDF. Uh, and at the beginning of the book, there's an orc invasion coming. So they're mobilizing the Janissaries and half the Janissaries have las guns. Half of them have auto guns. And one of the main characters gets mixed up and he grabs an auto gun magazine for his last gun. And I'm like, why would the Iron Warriors, the lo- the, the logistical guys, mix and match like that? That's just silly. The warp's a hell of a drug. I guess so. It, it, they, it <laughs> takes place on a forge world. They should be able to make everything there. You'd think, but man, life is friggin' hard, bro. Life is hard. <laughs> it's arguably the hardest thing that anyone has ever had to do. But it doesn't have to be... Auto gun and last gun hard. It could just be <laughs> auto gun hard or last gun hard. But is it is it a Mark three or a Mark five? Who knows? Still effed. Um, Should just give everybody bolters. But anyway, the other reason I was thinking about this uh, is because I think one of the things GW is doing with the new Necromunda stuff, mm. and now we're way far afield. Yeah. Um, is letting you peel back the curtain because they used to have, um, I think it was the Atlas recovery vehicle that was. Either like an authenticated like conversion GW had that was in a lot of stuff, or maybe an actual Forge robot at it one point. It was a model. Yeah, it was in the Deathcore Creek list. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. all right, cool. But like an Atlas recovery vehicle, that's awesome. Like in a normal, didn't do anything, but it was cool. But but that's the whole point. Yeah. It's cool oh. in like a normal tank battalion. You've got a recovery vehicle whose job it is is to you know, grab tanks, grab tanks out of the mud, oh. and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and now we have, you I know, think it's only, I think the only thing it did on the tabletop was it repaired immobilized results. Yeah. Oh Jesus. That think, whole thing. Yeah. It just, ro- it just rolled yeah. up to tanks and it I've immobilized. It's like a, it's like a crane with a dozer blade. Yeah. It's, it's a Lehman up, Lehman Russ upgrade kit basically. Yeah. It's uh-huh. just a Lehman Russ chassis with a crane, like a tr- crane and a fancy tow cable. And on now it. good luck finding them. Right. <sighs> but now we also have the venerable cargo eight is now a thing. For GW, officially, makes me very happy. Yeah. Makes all the God's Ghost fans very happy. Um, but I think they're using the Ash Waste to kind of get those more civilian support vehicles in there. Yeah. And I say Sure, this, they have heavy stubbers, but it's Necromunda. Everything's got a heavy but stubber. But even, yeah. like, you know, a yeah, everyone has it. And if, it, if you are deciding to convert it to, like, a military vehicle for, like, a special scenario or something, mm-hmm. yeah. U.S. tank, recovery tank. It's got a pental mount for a 50 cal if you need it, you know? Yeah. You never know who might come well, and walk it up on. Battlefleet Gothic was always good at that, too. I mean, hell, there's entire s- scenarios that center around transports. Yeah. Like, don't don't get your supply ships blown up. And that was the early, that was the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. They're all over it. And I, I really hope that with – because Heresy has kind of, I guess not leaned into it, uh-huh. right? But, like, they're representing it in, like, the books and the fluff and all of that and kind of saying, hey, this whole war – is a logistics trip. That's what the Siege of Terror is, right? Yeah. Will Dorn, Dorn fully equipped, holds the line. Dorn starts running out of bullets. Bad things start happening. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. the There's traitors entire chapters of, coming through the door of the books dedicated to Pert's logistics operations. Right? Like traitors are trying to bash the door down. Do they have enough stuff to do that quickly enough before other guys show up, cut off their supply train and annihilate them? That's the crux of the heresy. So I'd really love it if they were like, hey, here's an upgrade kit for a Rhino, just like a Space Marine recovery vehicle. They've got to have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like every freaking Space Marine vehicle. They don't just leave even, them out yeah, there in the mud. Like even to 30K to a certain extent. You know, if it's not a Rhino or a Thunderhawk, it's essentially a relic, yeah. right? They want to use it again. It's important to them, like culturally. Yeah. <laughs> they have a recovery vehicle. 
give me this Spartan with a recovery vehicle like mod. Just a big, uh, big flatbed trailer on the back. Right. Uh, Space would, Marine with a cap and a cutoff flannel shirt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what the, they'll have a Malkador recovery vehicle. Mm, I'd love that. I'd honestly love that because there's so much cool stuff. Because once you start getting into things like that, or like maybe something for AT, like mm. a Titan recovery vehicle. Recovery vehicles. Because you can do so many cool scenarios, like the BFG ones, mm-hmm. around like logistical things, right? It's not just killing the other guy. Like yeah. in a war, killing the other guy is great, but, but what's better, the other guy is better. Yeah, what's yeah. better is blowing up all of his ammunition and food before you run into him. Yeah. yeah. That being said, a little bit of devil's advocate here for games for like Horus Heresy, which is you and the other guy. The recover vehicle doesn't seem like a lot of doesn't seem quite as effective when you're just doing a like you know 40 50 models versus 40 50 models type of thing. But, but what's what's your what if your scenario is hey you've got your recovery vehicle and you know a relic, you know, a dreadnought that's got somebody real fancy in it. The <laughs> dreadnought's been knocked out. He's still in the sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. You need to hold, back, right? like, can you have the recovery vehicle drag him off the table gotcha. while like, the other guy's trying to get you? Like an enhanced uh, recover the relic type yeah. of a uh, scenario. Yeah. Okay, I got you. And or plus, like, I mean, hey, like- you're trying to ambush an enemy convoy and, you know, they've got three fuel rhinos, mm-hmm. right? Like that fuel rhino I did a while ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, blow, that, blowing those up. You need to picture that fuel rhino because it was cool. And you have uh, so many people in certain heresy communities that shall remain nameless, nameless, are like, heresy is a historical game. These are historical scenarios. <laughs> those nerds would buy a fuel rhino. And then some. And probably another one. Yeah. There you go, GW. I, <laughs> I can commit you to two sold. I wouldn't buy one. I've converted my own already. <laughs> but I can guarantee you at least two would sell. Yeah. 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 Um, when you sent me this link, initially, this tooth to tail thing, I did kind of do some quick math in my head to figure out what the tail to a single tactical legionary might be. Mm-hmm. And I figured <laughs> within a tactical squad is what I ended up having to do because I imagine... Uh, the legion legion assets are more or less supported at a company level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like the full twenty man squad. A full 10 20 man squads, right, or right. 10, 10 squads of ten to twenty. Okay, depending on your legion. So you have one tactical legionary, and he's got at least two arming serfs. He's got his bolter serf and his armor serf. Yeah. Right. Um, and then he's probably got a logistical serf. That more or less serves as his voice to other more mundane bodies. Because, you know, a lot of time he's down there killing aliens. Yeah, the guy that's getting him enough, like, nutrient paste for his armor, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, like, right. brother, my lord so-and-so yeah. needs more oranges or whatever. He, I gotta get another loincloth. He's burned off yet another loincloth that he keeps wearing on the outside of his goddamn armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy buying his oath of moment paper. Uh-huh, yeah. So you've got one tactical legionary with three serfs. All right. Um... Anywhere between 10 to 20 legionaries per squad. So that's, uh, what, 10 dudes to 30 dudes yeah. right there. Then you have your primary arming mages. And I'm thinking of, like, um, I can't think remember his name. Delva- Delvar- not Delvaris, but he's in the Night Lords trilogy. He's the magos that replaced his face with uh, a skull mask. And now you've said Delvaris, and that's the only thing in my head. But yes. Delvon or something like that. Yeah. It's really close. We'll call it Delvon and roll with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And he's he's concerned primarily with kitting out the squad before they deploy i'm thinking the armoring of a space marine video that uh warcom just put out you see at least one magus there presiding over the whole thing and you reckon he's got to do at least one squad a time you know he's not going marine 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 Mm -hmm. so he's got 20 to 40 arming servitors or serfs Um, and then under him is probably two to three apprentice magi, lesser magi who are taking care of the servitors or making sure that blessings are said specifically over ammunition. Getting the right ointments. Uh-huh. And each of those magi probably has at least two servitors mm-hmm. under him. Holding the unguits. Yeah, holding everything. Uh, you have a squad pilot for a Thunderhawk or perhaps a driver for a Rhino or uh, a In heresy, leader. yeah, they're not... Yeah, they have specialists for that in the heresy. Yeah, space marines are expensive. You can't put them in cockpits or except the dudes, except the dudes sitting on top of the Spartan. Apparently, (laughs) (laughs) well, some legions do take pride in doing it themselves. That's true. Iron hands, iron warriors, space wolves do the same. Yeah, stuff like that. 
Uh, then but still, if that can... guy's driving a rhino, he's not technically a combat infantryman. He's a support guy. Yeah. Um, so you have your pilot for doing whatever. He's mm-hmm. either your driver, he's flying your Thunderhawk, whatever. Thinking of like uh, Septimus, again, from the Night Lords trilogy. Mm-hmm. He just flies a Thunderhawk. I yep. mean, he just flies the bomber. Yeah. He never <laughs> sees their eyes when the hell comes down. Uh, and that pilot might have one to two servitor, co-pilots, co-drivers, whatever, gunners, sighters. Uh, then you probably have a motor pool, Majos, whose job it is to maintain the Thunderhawk, Rhino, Spartan, Land Raider. Yep. He's probably got at least 10 mechanics under him because he's got to maintain a vehicle for every squad who conservatively might have five servitors each mm-hmm. uh, for rearming, repairing, switching out parts, running tests, etc. cetera. Uh, and then who knows how many motor surfs are running cables to and from things and putting ammo and everything and charged up. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, then you have tech Marine covenants whose actual job it is to maintain, maintain and oversee that stuff for the legionaries. Like, Hey, squad. So-and-so, you're equipped with a heavy bolter. You got ammo for it? Do I need to check this out? Do I need to replace the the whatever? That guy. Yep. You got your Imperial Form 17G properly filled out? Yeah. This guy. Your, your, your fuel requisition. Uh, so for every one Legionary, there's anywhere between 3, 4, uh, 44, 47, 49, uh, 60, 70 guys. 75 guys. Per Legionary. Per Legionary. I still think there's a lot there that there's we definitely even way more. That and right, and that's that. that's not even considering the guys that get the armor to them to in the first place. The guys that are like making the food, the guys that are making the like, yeah. Well, at a certain point, I had to say, okay, well, what? How much of this stuff is servitors, and do servitors count? And if servitors don't count, where are we at? If servitors <laughs> don't count, you're probably. Uh, a tenth of that probably, probably cut out 50 dudes just out of that list <laughs> yeah. as servitors but then again you've got all the people that maintain the servitors and are providing the servitors with their you know monthly gruel ration and all sorts yeah. of stuff so yeah the guy the commissar who's making more servitors yeah and I it honestly it makes me very interested to see if anybody at GW's done this math I guarantee you Andy Hoare's done it right like does Andy Hoare have just because, because presumably they have a book of secrets, right? Right. That all the, the tome, all, yeah, right. That the authors go to whenever they're writing something to make sure it's the Bible. Yeah, yeah. So does this Bible have like a look, man? Here's the name of like that tertiary arming servitor. Like this is what they're called for, like a legion in general. Yeah. And there's sixty of them, and that's that's what they do for a company of marines. They just nothing but banquets, right? Yeah. This is the guy at the space war at the Sixth Legion like mess hall. But see, that I just keeps making those almost raw meats. He's got a good gig. He doesn't have to cook them. <laughs> just <laughs> well, puts them on a hot plate. Now we go. And I figured that this is probably for like one of the less um, I'm going to say logistically intensive or labor intensive legions guys. Yeah, that, this is what the white scars are doing. White scars, space wolves, guys who aren't necessarily. Uh, taking an active role in doing a certain thing like iron hands those marines are probably taking the rhinos uh looking after into their own hands to a certain degree probably a lot fewer servitors a lot more tech marines and tech marine serfs yeah yeah that's true um emperor's children you know those guys aren't doing anything themselves also very true. Their tail ratio has got to be just (laughs) they've got a guy for polishing each individual piece of armor yeah what about the ultramarines? Ultramarines are probably um, probably have a, as far as legions go, probably have as close to equity as you can get, because they probably take an. I would imagine a squad leader for ultramarines takes a pretty active role in organizing his support personnel. Um, even if it's only like a weekly meeting, hey, this is what we need. This is what we're going through. Can you, you know, imagine the fucking you know, seven hundred meters? You're just a you're a surf, and your job is to just like you know count bolter rounds. Like, all right, fuck, I got another sar- weekly meeting with Sergeant Titus. It's yeah. always a pain in my ass. <laughs> this could this could have been an email, and he's doing it at two thirty in the morning because the fucker only sleeps for two hours at night. <laughs> yeah. This could have been an email. And then there's always a servitor that, with a scroll attached. God. There's always that one serf who responds to the email. Could we get a meeting about this? Maybe a Zoom call so that we could uh, we can maybe discuss this in more detail. I'm a little lost on some. Let's circle back. Right? God, circle back. The ultramarines <laughs> have circle back serfs. 
whose only job is to circle back. Yeah, to circle back and make sure that they got everything. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's honestly one of my, like, impossible nerd dreams Mm. is that we'll start – now that, you know, if heresy is going to plastic, behold, right, plastic sparks. Definitely not an if anymore. Yeah, right. So as heresy goes, Forge World presumably still doing something with their lives, heresy related, sure. besides just the odd special character. Like maybe we could see a little more of this kind of like back end boutique logistic y stuff. Mm. Yeah, can't wait for the um the Imperial Tax Service 17Q resin kit. <laughs> Look, if they made a Departmento Munitorum field manual, which I own. <laughs> it's the what what's Forge World gonna start putting out um play sets like gi joe did here's here's the munitionum office your, for <laughs> your legion dd214 yeah <laughs> which is really just the dreadnought yeah <laughs> the form you have to fill out when you become a dreadnought mm-hmm. no retirement in the legions yep nope, i nothing. can't grasp this pen <laughs> well thankfully them. you've got your yeah your writing surf here yeah to even to even question what kind of uh tail support a dreadnought has Right, your your dictation surf, your everything. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, just something to think about next time you're rolling dice. Is all the other people? Yeah, all the other imaginary people not roll that you're not rolling dice for that brought you to the point where you could roll dice for those space marines. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Count your surfs. Uh, every one of them has a bolter requisition form. On a three up, everybody gets more bolt shells. Just, yep. just roll Point check. values for just your general uh-huh. support. Yeah, take yep. your logistics check. Yeah, yeah, you roll, take a logistics a- check. Otherwise, oh. sorry, you can't fury the legion this game. You don't have the ammunition for it. Yeah, I mean, hey, hey, we do have campaign rules that kind of support that. Mm-hmm. Well, hell, only some of these war. Black- only war literally had a logistics <laughs> check. Yeah, I'm not even talking about only war, but like uh, some of the campaigns, I can't remember off the top of my head, but like. Um, uh, Victory's Vengeance, I think, had some sort of uh, yeah, thing some where, ammo mechanics where yeah. you could, yeah, you had the ammo roll, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you if you, you roll the one, boop, out of ammo. Sorry, buddy, sucks to suck. Better pull out that combat knife. Uh, but honestly, I I like things like that. Like that makes cool. it more interesting because it does give just that little more like they're not doing exactly what I want, which God help me, realistically, <laughs> right? Like sometimes people don't. Yeah, it'd be make for a fun campaign book. Yeah, right. Just fun for who? <laughs> for those, right. Obviously, for, for those Boston, of us that want to play War for North Africa, that's who. <laughs> All right, strap in, guys. I'm going to warn you now, the first 300 pages can get a little dry. <laughs> yeah, if you if you think I'm crazy, Google War for North Africa board game, and you'll realize that I'm actually not asking for all that much. <laughs> Just acknowledgement, really. Just acknowledgement that this stuff uh, happens. I've done this before, but... The War for North Africa, the most unplayable board game in the history of board games. It has a 22-foot map. You have to calculate your water expenditure, and the Italians take extra water loss because they have to cook their pasta. Yep, they cook pasta. <laughs> uh, the British do, too, because they use it to make tea. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's a Kotaku article, so, but the notorious board game that takes 1,500 hours to complete. And that, that's 1,500 hours with a full side of five people. Uh, playing Axis and almost a, a full time, but it is literally almost a full-time job. It really is. And when I retire... Yeah. That's a Nova event right there. <laughs> no, it's not. You won't finish in time. <laughs> Legacy Nova That's like a couple event. years of Nova. That's that's just every... How many Novas you go into in the rest of your life, you think? 50? Uh, that's 50 Novas. With any luck. You might, you might make it in 50 Novas. Yep. Hey, what happened to so-and-so? Oh, he playing died. Time. I'm his son. Port Game Geek. Playing time. 60,000 minutes. That's 1,000 hours. Oh, and I can't stress- 10,000 hours. I can't stress enough. That is with the full complement of 8 to 10 players. Oh, my God. Because, Christ. like, somebody's in charge of the air assets for the whole North Africa campaign, and you got to assign each pilot to each plane and make sure that they have all the food and ammunition. All the- It's madness. It's absolute madness. Um, so I don't want that for 30K. Not Andy Hoare, <laughs> if you're hearing me, for God's sake, not that. No, no, this is... This All is I like want is a, a couple recovery vehicles. <laughs> See, it starts as recovery vehicles, but what this is, is the... This I, is gateway logistics? You, well, yeah, it's <laughs> gateway logistics. You know how uh, Slaneshi Marines need increasingly more and more, like, excessive and insane sensations? So much tail. To even register they in just their need brains? so much tail. Yeah, that's what's going to happen to you. Uh, Jesse sees what I did there. That's what's going to happen to you. You're going to be like, oh, I have recovery vehicles. But what if I had a operational manual so, for recovery vehicles? What I'm hearing is we have enough people. 
Don't the trick. The trick will be getting people to. I can't do get two nerds together for Twilight Imperium, <laughs> let alone. That's be, that's the that, way that'll God be intended. that'll be the podcast for 2023, yeah. as we just work our way <laughs> Twilight through Imperium. the Desert War 1940-43, the campaign for North the campaign Africa. for North Africa podcast. <laughs> and I bet we would get tens of viewers Man. total. I uh. <laughs> so these guys, I was going to say two words, but wow has apparently been taken. The other was why. <laughs> Lord. It's true. Um, well. Yeah. So that's that was my, I told you I'd go off the rails with this. So really what you're hoping for is that eventually down the line, after every major theater and even some of the more obscure ones have been covered, we'll get the campaign for Terra. M M thirty one board game. So when inevitably, Epic shows up. Yes. And Battlefleet Heresy is a thing. I I want all of it. I want all of it. I want to be able to bring my logistics supplies flying, flying real close to the sun from a planet, <laughs> escort the transports to the war zone, get them down, have my little Epic recovery tanks running around pulling land raiders out of the mud. Then you'll have five players for each side playing the Masters of the Legion. We we need about a twenty two foot map to make it happen, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just play Vrax. Just play Vrax. All of those things exist for Vrax and for Taros. And yet here I am, <laughs> not in the thirty first in the thirty first millennium, wanting to do it with Space Marines. <laughs> Some people are never happy. <laughs> Some people complain that we're getting plastic beakies and that beakies aren't historically accurate. Austin's over here complaining that he doesn't have the level of granular detail. He doesn't have his Spartan tow truck. That his horrible little goblin brain demands. <laughs> how how much energy does a Space Marine squad require, and do Space Wolves give a discount because they don't have to cook their meat? That's what. I, that's all I want to know. <laughs> that Jason has already answered that question. I bet if you go far enough back into no, the no, no, not the kilocalorie count. I mean, like you know, how many watts of energy does it take to power a Space Marine squad? They're all running off those fusion backpacks. You don't know. Uh, what does an aneurysm feel like? You're going to find out here in a second. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, now seems like a great time to mention our patrons. Yeah. Congratulations. This is your fault, listeners. <laughs> Once again, thanks again for listening to an episode of the Remembrancers Retreat. If you like us, go over to, sh go over to Facebook at R30K Podcast, Instagram at R30K Podcast. If you'd like to support us, go over to patreon.com forward slash R30K Podcast. Woo! Yay! And I'd like to thank all of our patrons, starting with our Legion Praetors, Alex Self, Chap Lanisar, Chris Mack, Gardner Dutry of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Michael Tisdell, Mr. Balwick, Nick Quenga, Rena the Floof, Sar Luther, Taco Tuesday or Bus 22, Rock and Roll McDonald's, and What's Ligma? Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Dave Jones, Duncan, Ed, M. Tanzer, Gore Crow, Nick Hilda, Richard Bork, Scott LeMay, and Void Emperatrix. Our Legion Sergeants, Agrippina, Aircraft Terrier, <laughs> Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Jay DeSales, Jay Grammaticus, Jonathan Crane, Carl, Nick Gillen, Noah Atkins, and the Zoy. Once again, thank you all for listening. We greatly appreciate your patronage. Especially you, Taco Tuesday, your best 22 Rock and Roll McDonald's. Yeah. You're my favorite. Just my personal favorite. I don't know about the other guys. I'm sure they all have. I'm sure they all love you equally, but for me... Steven loves you all equally, just some more equally than others. If, yeah. you, if you've played a game of the campaign for North Africa, let us know, because good God. If you've played a turn of campaign for North Africa, if you sat down in the game meeting, got through the first six hours... Game and then meeting! Quit, Right? It's like a friggin' D&D campaign, right? You have to have no. the pre-game meeting. Well, I mean, yeah, the session oh, yeah. zero, but... But, God. Man, how much is it? Because we're looking at the... It's right here. It should have a cost. I'm going to guess it's out of print, Stephen. It is out of print. For some reason, they didn't sell a whole lot of them. Well, so <laughs> I know where you can get a copy, though. That's I've seen it with my hand, with my, with my flesh hands. Where? Oh, Jesus. Um, when I was in, not Seattle, but a suburb of Seattle... Um, Stephen, if you ever see this and it's less than a hundred bucks, you get it. You get it on the assumption that I, I'll just pay whatever it is. There's a, there was a, there was a, um, a board game cafe. Like you go in, 
Mm. You get a table. Why in God's name would a board game cafe have this game? They had all kinds of stuff. But like they had, they actually had. Like, who, they probably didn't know what they had, right? Like who? No, had, they knew because they had tons of games like that. Ah, yeah, like the boxes are but all who old could and bleached. They had the original Blood Bowl on huh. those shelves. They had RPGs, stuff like that. Blood Bowl, uh, these old military sims. Mm. But I distinctly remember seeing uh, the campaign for North Africa. Well, if you can find shelf. it, I have no idea what it would like run for. Uh, but if maybe there was a second edition for less than a hundred bucks. <laughs> and if yeah. it's more than a hundred bucks, you let me know. I'll see what I'm like. Because again, this is not something I would ever actually play. But it seems like a fun thing to say you owned. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it was uh, made by a company called Simulations Product Publications How Incorporated. Many, so you're taking paternity leave for four months. How many hours is in four months? Why in God's name are you asking me that question? You know I'm terrible at math. <laughs> All right, well, I'm just saying, if you got it before you went on paternity leave, if you can get then it, you and your wife, wife could play it, and your new your newborn son could learn the respectable art of logistics. Theoretically, if I didn't sleep at all, <laughs> it's approximately 2,880 hours. So However, just be barely skirting like, by. Like you can't, a full-time job in America counts as 2,000 hours, I want to say. A, a year? year? Yeah. Yeah, but he's That's how you calculate leave. salary. It's like multiply uh, 2,000. All right. But he's on paternity leave. He doesn't have to work. Yeah. Well, yeah, but presumably I have to, you know, take care of my son. newborn <laughs> child at some point. Grocery store run? What the hell is that? <laughs> DoorDash. No DoorDash all the time. <laughs> I got yeah. enough flags. So, <laughs> so How's the a, time to strike in 30 hours? A year and four months in a, as a full-time job. Holy, holy hell. A year and four months. That's a year and four months worth of podcast material. Honestly, yes. <laughs> the Remembrance Retreat plays the campaign for North Africa. That's what I'm saying. Coming soon yes. to a Patreon near you. And I will say, if if I ever came across that game, I would find like four of you and make you sit through like a turn yeah yeah is it five just, people for the whole game so, no, 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 so theoretically per side. per side theoretically you want to do it with five people per side because there's like the overall commander mm -hmm. and then there's like the air commander like the yeah. army commander the navy commander the logistics You're playing guy. all the branches yeah. yeah my god so like you can do it one-on-one -on -one. you just then have that much more work to do Frontline commander. Commander in chief, logistics, rear area commander, air commander, air front com commander. Wow. Playing time with 10 players <laughs> listed at 1,200 hours. Yeah. So that's the speed run is 1,200 hours. <laughs> yeah. That's everybody who, that's everybody knows what they're doing. They got it dialed in. If you've got a retired army general staff handy, yeah. they can get it done in 1,200 hours. Right. Well, and, and an air force chief of staff, because, you know, there's an air war going on. Mm. Yeah. 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 God damn. God. How much time do we have left, Jesse? Uh, as much time as you guys want. Great. Who's the scariest Legion? Scariest. Define okay. scariest. When? When are we talking about? Are we talking Great Crusade or Heresy? And we'll, then we'll say Great, Cru uh, Great Crusade. Not Crusade. Not Great Crusade. Heresy. The we'll actual Heresy. The actual Once Heresy. Once it kicks off and stuff starts going crazy. So like day one of Heresy, who's the scariest? Hmm. Because it's a different question. Say right? halfway through the heresy. Mid-heresy. Mm. Halfway through the heresy, you're a mortal soldier on either side, and your commander has just told you, congratulations, son, the ex-legion is coming. Who's going to scare you the most? <sighs> like, like, are they coming? Like, like, I'm in the trenches, they're coming at my lines? They're or coming they're to just, take your planet from you. Or you just, you hear they're coming into orbit. Uh, you're... You're at your position, and you know that within a certain number of hours, you'll make contact. Okay. I feel like any of them, to be honest. I mean, sure, any of them are scary, but some oh. of them are scarier than others. Because it is guess. different. Because in general, my answer would probably be Night Lords. But if you know, so like, it if seems it's too already, simple an answer. Well, that's the thing. If it was, yeah. hey, my answer's not Night Lords. For there's going to be weird. Night Lords showing up over your planet at some point, they'd win. But if it's, yeah. I'm in and I'm actually going to be fighting somebody, yeah. not fuck around psychological games it's not the night lords i mean presumably by the time that you're at your position maybe you're you know uh and you're um you have advanced warning that the legion's coming yeah you don't know how fast it's going to be till they get there all you know is they're coming mm -hmm. because presumably you're not high enough up on the chain to know those numbers 
But you got your gun, your grenades. You think you're ready. But I'll tell you who's the scariest for me. It's Emperor's children. And I'll tell you why it's not the Night Lords. No, you're right. Because once the Night Lords are actually in the fight, yeah. they're not really any different than most Legion. Like, all their extra scary shit comes, comes either before, after the yeah. fighting or it's before the fighting. It's a Yeah. Yeah. If, if I am a soldier and I know the Night Lords are coming, um, and I know a thing or two about the Great Crusade, um, or what happened at Thromis, or wherever, like, okay, the Night Lords are coming, they're gonna torture me, and then they're gonna kill me. But the worst thing they're gonna do is torture me, then kill me. The Emperor's children, though? Getting tortured is just, like, step one. Yeah, they're doing it for their own enjoyment. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're not doing it to prove any sort of point. And the Night Lords are doing it for their enjoyment, too. But they're not doing it into a, the service... <laughs> They're not doing it in the service of a god of torture. They're going to turn your tears into wine. They're going to, like, <laughs> cannibalize your family in front of you and then mm -hmm. probably make you eat some. Yeah. It's going to be real, real, real bad times. The worst times, potentially. Have some baby chili. Yeah. Yep. 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 Emperor's children, scariest legion. So Yeah, that would be kind of rough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree. And I want you to know... That I've been like seriously thinking about this the whole two minutes since you've a guy if you say space wolves. <laughs> no, no, no. So I can't I can't figure out which. It is either the Sons of Horus or the Space Wolves. And the my reasoning behind this is we're mid-heresy. Anything that happens during the heresy, at me as a guardsman, as like a militiaman on a planet, I've either not heard about or think it's rumors, right? All, all I can, all I'm basing it on is what these legions were like during the Great Crusade. Sure. And the two with the scariest Great Crusade combat reps, right? Like, because I disagree with the Night Lords for the same reason you do, uh -huh. are the Sons of Horus, because they're gonna fucking go for the throat and win, right? But if you're not the throat, you don't have anything to worry about. Unless, <laughs> I mean, and, and that's that's why I'm that's why I'm facilitating, right? Uh -huh. Or. It's the Space Wolves who have a horrific reputation for, like, just fuckery. Just going just through Just going straight there. through. Uh, I would discount the World Eaters because they also have a reputation for going off the handle. So if I'm fighting the World Eaters, I might be able to talk myself into saying, hey, we know the World Eaters sometimes do dumb shit and we might be able to pull this out. Yeah. So, like, that they don't quite make it for me and the other guys like you know uh the iron warriors ultramarines imperial fists nothing emperor's children nothing inherently like, scary yeah, like, there's nothing inherently scary that i know of you're right they emperor's, may even let you surrender emperor's children you know omnisciently <laughs> might be the worst right because <laughs> yeah they'll, they'll Eat us, and so our flesh into their clothing. And if we're very yeah. lucky, it'll happen in that order. Borderline Reavers at yeah. this point. Uh, yeah. But Reavers who yeah. really take to, pleasure. To the far the, side of that yeah. line, though. Yeah. Not, not on the Borderline Reaver. Borderline Reaver, the other side. <laughs> yeah. They've gone past it. The kinky Reavers. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Why is that yeah. one wearing so, so like, much leather? <laughs> that's why, because you're right, like, the Sons of Horus have that rep of just, you're going to lose and it's going to suck. But they do have the like they like to chop the head off and kind of let the parts go sometimes. Yeah. Like maybe space so everybody's fucking dead. Everyone dies. Everyone's mm. fucking dead. And they look like goddamn Vikings. Yes. Never Vikings. Heard, I don't even not know that, what a, not I don't that even know what a Viking is, but boy, those guys look scary. <laughs> don't tell anybody, but I was about to say werewolves. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. Yeah. I mean yeah. So that, I was, that being said. If I only knew what if I only knew stuff about the legions based on what i'd known during the great crusade i would say probably space wolves because you know who the sons of horus don't have in a huge abundance uh discipline officers it's, it's true because <laughs> like dark angels also would be high on the list but nobody knows what the fuck they've been up to right so right. like you can eh, you might get an extendio unleashed on you but you don't know what it is you don't there's no reason to fear that yeah right yes sent you goddamn robot part of me is just kind of contemplating how scary the thousand sons would be oh yeah a whole witch knowing that they're fucking witches yeah. and magic and shit that shouldn't even be around yeah imagine yeah. being brought up in the imperial truth and then hey why is that guy shooting lightning out of his yeah. eyeballs yeah, and you would yeah. know they do that, like, 
Yeah. yeah. And then if they're coming for you, you know they're not going to have like Edict of Nikea. <laughs> you know that's out the window. Yeah. Fuck, you're right. I didn't even think of that. Mm, Thousand Sons. Huh. Yeah. Everyone thinks Thousand Sons are dorks until it's time to be scary. Everyone thinks you're a dork until you bring a pet demon to the fight. Yeah. What's that, th- what's that thing on that guy's shoulder? Yeah. Tootler, don't worry about it. Why is it like <laughs> they're like super a, chill? Why is it look like a monkey with wings and a skull for a face? I hate this. Uh, on the same vein as uh, scary abominations, uh, Valdor and others have been shown to internally, at least express that the Primarch project was a mistake and that the Primarchs and the space Marines should have been abandoned on the table. Could the emperor have conquered the galaxy without the legions? Uh, So we're talking humans and custodes only trillions of humans, Mechanicum robots, custodians, the Mechanicum robots at first. Anyway, you have to take Mars with just people. Well, presumably you didn't. Presumably, uh, uh, Mars has fallen into. Okay, okay. So you get Mars, line. yeah, because right. you can't you can't have the Crusade at all without Mars. True. All right. So yeah, presumably Mars is. Uh, so you get the solar system gratis, uh-huh. and then can you do it from there? Yeah, without you, the Marines. Yeah, are you going to try and do it without Marines? Let that Thoughts. one. Uh, yeah, we'll think of on that one yeah. for the weekend. Let, uh, let it percolate. Yeah, bubble. Just dwell in the mind. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to the Remembrancers Retreat. Until next time, keep those dice rolling. Bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs>